This is a TCC Connection production. Welcome podcast listeners to the TCC Connection Writers Corner, where we go behind the scenes and talk to Connection writers and staff about their work bringing you the news. This is episode two, covering the Fall 1 issue that is available now, August 24th, 2017, at all Tulsa Community College campuses. And keep a lookout for the copies of The Connection at local businesses in downtown Tulsa as we begin to expand our distribution. This is the first week back at school, and everyone is very excited for the new semester. First up, we have Dylan Axum, who covered the Solar Eclipse watch party out at the West Campus. The eclipse took place Monday, August 21st, at around 1 p.m. Central Time. If you were near any of the TCC campuses around then, you would have seen hundreds of people outside with special safety glasses to witness the celestial event that also coincided with the first day of classes. Dylan also wrote about a new magazine called Normal that is being published here in Tulsa and focuses on the growing Tulsa art scene. Trent Gleason also stops by and talks about his articles in the Fall 1 issue. He covers newly released video games and also the Tulsa Review, an online magazine where people submit their work to be featured in the once-a-year publication. After Dylan and Trent, we'll have Monique Moore sitting down to talk with me, Clinton Switzer, and our assisting managing editor, Jake White. And I'll also talk about my articles in the Fall 1 issue covering the Makerspace Lab and some useful tips for the Northeast Campus. As always, you can learn more about the articles we discuss in the print publication that can be found at any of the TCC campuses or on the internet at theconnectiontcc.com. All right, let's roll the tape. The TCC Connection Writers Corner. We have Jake White here again. Hello, hello. And then Dylan Axum. That's how you say it, Axum? Yep. All right, Dylan. Let me get rid of this uh, tapping. There we go. Dylan, you got uh, three articles in this upcoming issue. Yes, for, was this Fall 1? Mm-hmm. So, and by the way, the eclipse was... Today's Wednesday, so the eclipse happened on Monday. Mm-hmm. And so you would start off the one... You went to the, uh, the uh, watch party over at West Campus, right? Yes, sir. How uh, was that? It was fun, actually. Uh, West Campus is usually a quiet campus, but uh, even the student life directors that I spoke with, Jennifer Champion, one of them, uh, she was telling me that it was bustling for a, especially a Monday on West Campus, especially at the start of the semester. So it was a really good turnout. That's good. A lot of people there. Yeah, yeah. there was, uh, she said at least 100 people showed up to watch, but there was uh, anywhere from like 150 to 175 that attended and did all the events and stuff that they had. They had games set up and snacks oh, and cool. things like what that. What kind of games? They had this one where you would spin the, uh, they had like a big wheel and you okay. would spin like Wheel of Fortune kind of and whatever you land on you got a prize for it and stuff like that. They did, had a, did you win anything? Yeah, I got a, uh, what are those things called that stick on the back of your phone? Pop sockets? I have no idea. I have like, no idea what that is. Is it like a, a ring, a holder? Like Yeah, it's like, have you ever seen those little round deals that they just stick to the back of your phone and then you can pop it out and use it as a stand or, oh, yeah, or as like a yeah, holster okay. to hold your phone? That's cool. So that's the, cool. So they had like that. They even had they had a TCC fidget spinner, which I thought was pretty funny. Okay, that's cool. They had lanyards. You know, I, I had never seen a fidget spinner until like two months ago. Really? I had no idea. I was like, then I saw someone, I was like, what are they doing? And then my fiance was just like, it's a, it's a fidget spinner. I was like, oh. I felt, felt really old. But, uh, so the eclipse, yeah, I, um, you were here for, mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I got here 
And then my fiance like hit me. She's like, I got glasses. She's like, I found a couple pairs. Mm-hmm. So I just got right back in my car. But there was a lot of people mm-hmm. at the downtown campus also. Yeah, we had glasses up here. Did yeah. You? Mm-hmm. I knew they were handed. They handed a, a but I think they only ordered like 300 pairs or something. And we, they were gone by like 1 o'clock when it started. Well, let me rephrase that. We had one pair of glasses that okay. all of us were sharing. Yeah. But, man. That was, it was interesting. It was very interesting. After after that one, I kind of do want to someday experience like the totality. Yeah, definitely. I did. I was kind of. I was. I didn't think it would be that big of a deal, but. But I was like, I saw a couple of my friends live in Tennessee, and they were showing me pictures. Like, oh, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my uncle and his family live up in Kansas, so they just drove a little bit north and saw it. That's cool. And I've I've seen videos of like people on airplanes, mm-hmm. like they'll book flights. Yeah. Did you that. see the pictures of uh, the International Space Station people? No, I didn't see that. That was cool too. They oh, were wow. they got like oh, a little glimpse of it. We, we have we have a computer right here. Let's just pull this up. This I is was, great, great stuff for an audio podcast, right? <laughs> Pulling up pictures. I was joking with one of the other people who works for The Connection that I was like, you know, I'm expecting pitch black, I'm expecting death and destruction, and <laughs> it looked like I'm, just I'm expecting the apocalypse. Where's the apocalypse? It looked like just normal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, wow. I don't know. That might be an artist rendering, but yeah, that was that's a fake one. But they have a real one. It showed, like, the, the shadow on the earth. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's really cool. Looks like little bugs. Oh. Yeah, that, that's the, that was the space station <laughs> over the sun right there. They did like a five-hour time lapse or something. That's crazy. No? It did get really cool, though. Like, we st- we stayed outside for probably about 30 minutes before. And just mm-hmm. the, uh, the color and, of the sky. Yeah. Yeah. But my grandma, uh, she was at the house, and she took pictures of the sun through the leaves. Did you <laughs> see any pictures like that? Yeah, yeah. And I had, had some on the news. It was just like little crescents of light. That was crazy. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't think that it would look like that. That was yeah. awesome. When, when's the next one? Next in one is in 2024. 2024. Yeah, seven years, years from now. April 7th. But there's supposed to be like a totality one in Tulsa, like in 2040. I, I'm not The don't, 2045. 20, really? Yeah. Huh. I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to cross through Texas. I think it hits... Houston and Dallas or maybe just Dallas or Houston one of the two and then it hits it scrapes southeast Oklahoma like down in the corner mm-hmm. so you, it'll probably be like a maybe like an hour or two drive to get down there but you could see it in Oklahoma then yeah I'm totally gonna do that I, I had planned to go up north to see it in totality this time and it didn't work that's out. what I wanted to do and then I realized I had classes I was like yeah first day of class yeah. you don't want to miss those <laughs> yeah. well that's cool I'm glad you went got had a good time over at West Campus stuff but let's talk about your article about the meditation room and the the meditation room that is a new room at west campus located in the library they had an an old storage closet they they didn't really have any use for anymore and then they just decided that we could use it for something else and they decided to, uh, well, actually, one of the librarians had taken a tour of Oklahoma City Community College, and they had one. Oh, okay. So she brought it back and started presenting the idea to the other librarians, and they were doing research and all this other stuff, and eventually decided, came up with their own brainstorming and came up with their own ideas of what they, they could do for a room like that. That's cool. You know, that's cool that the school allocated a little bit of money to... Mm-hmm. Let them set up a meditation room. Now, what campus is this? Is that West Campus? Yeah. 
Everything's happening at West Campus. I know. <laughs> Dylan is our West Campus associate editor, so he is our our West Campus, one of our West Campus specialists. And I am the former West associate editor, so my my allegiance still lies at West. <laughs> he actually showed me around and introduced me to mm -hmm. the librarian ladies that they actually showed me that because we just went there to uh, to learn. A, he was just going to show me the campus and introduce yeah. me to everybody. And it's amazing how much they're going on at all these campuses. Like I, I cover the Northeast campus. And mm -hmm. I just went and I was like, oh wow, you know, there's, you know, the, the student, especially the student life people, they uh, definitely do a lot of work to bring cool they events. But, so they got this. I, I was reading your article. It says that they, uh, that someone was talking about lowering their blood pressure and just. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it actually. Uh, the person said that they had just some learning or some breathing techniques that they had learned from reading a couple of books. They actually have like a book set that sits outside of the room that you can take to learn some stuff. And uh, <clears throat> she says she, uh, that they learned just some just some techniques and it actually helped them while they were taking their readings. That's cool. Let's see here. I skimmed over your article before we sat down, but... Another interesting thing about the meditation room, because I was there when she was explaining it, um, even though they're not doing it now, they do plan to do some, like, guided yoga and guided relaxation sessions. Yeah, they do guided meditation. They, they think they're going to keep it twice a week, but that has yet to be announced for this semester. Well, that's cool. That'd be, some, that'd be cool if we had something like that over here downtown. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it would I'm sure it would boom over here, especially. Mm -hmm. I forgot. we're all stressed out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's good. It's you know, like it's it seems like more stuff like meditation and just like you know, it's cool. Like just just down. yeah, like like health for your for your spirit and mind are kind of getting more popular, which I mm -hmm. think is a good thing. I agree. I think you know Definitely. we gotta your mind, spirit, and body mm -hmm. take care of all three. And happy you'll be. <laughs> there you go. We should. Should uh, bet on a bumper sticker. We definitely should. <laughs> Rhyme time at TCC Connection. All right, Dylan. This one was really interesting. This uh, magazine. Oh yeah, normal. Normal. A normal publication. They are a couple of guys that decided that they were tired of doing wedding videos and they wanted to do something original that would help the artists of the community because. They said, and me and many other people, they recognize the amount of talent that we have in Tulsa, just artistic-wise. There's tons of painters, drawers, musicians, uh, just photographers, all sorts of stuff. And it's not it's not something, when you think of Tulsa, I think anybody from outside of Oklahoma probably thinks about oil or something that was that yeah. put us on the map in, like, the early 1900s. And they even said, uh, I was talking to... Uh, oh... Uh, Brian Roberts, he's one of the two duo guys. Uh, he was telling me that they aren't interested in that stuff at all. Like they are solely for the future of Tulsa and how they're gonna, how we're gonna brand ourselves in the future and push our artistic community to the forefront and keep keep churning out good stuff. And it was just, I think it was it was really good to know that somebody else had the same feelings as me towards the community, because I know plenty of people that are so talented, but, like, when you think of Tulsa, it's not, you don't think of art, really. Yeah, I'm going to say, the art community is filled with a bunch of talented people, but it definitely is not the first thing that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. But it, I, I think... Uh, <laughs> 
I think it's it's been growing. I think the the downtown, you know, the you know people mm-hmm. trying to revitalize downtown has definitely been a big part of There's that. A lot of art exhibits and galleries you can go to around downtown for sure. And they have the you know the first Friday art walk. Yeah, and all of that going on, which I think is great. I think we need to have more of that. So these guys are basically publishing publishing a mag an art magazine. Yeah, and it seems to be. Uh, Pretty hefty magazine, 140 pages. They're talking for yeah, the next issue. The the original ones were the they had already done three previous issues. They were this whole thing to them was just an experiment. It was just something that they had the idea for and decided to execute it. And it they killed it on the first three issues. But they thought that it was a little too unoriginal. It had like some 80s. It had an 80s vibe to it. It was kind of retro feeling, just a little bit. And it was mm-hmm. good for nostalgia and all that stuff, but... Well, they, I imagine, too. I mean... Yeah. Who... who putting out a magazine, you're, you're going to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they said that they... You know, the first three were just, like, they're... They just... <coughs> what did they say? They say they learned an insane amount. Yeah, just within the so. first three. Logistics and modeling and advertising yeah. and all that, they said. <clears throat> and... Uh, but yeah, the the new issue, which is called issue zero zero, which I'm assuming they're going to do zero 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 one two three and so on. Uh, what happens one, when they get to a hundred? Oh man, I don't know. Zero one hundred. But uh, they said that um, these new ones, the previously the magazines were quarterly. Okay. So it was every every three, every months. three months. Yeah, every three months. And with this one, they decided that they were. Uh, Roberts told me that he was getting really like they were very crowded. They didn't have a lot of time for, for like events and stuff. They actually threw a, a, a what do you call it a an opening party or a what's the word release party. yeah release party yeah for their second for the first and second I believe and uh, it had a great turnout but they just don't have a lot of time for things like that and they wanted to get more involved with the community event wise social media stuff like that yeah yeah. But um, it's just two guys. I imagine they are spread pretty thin on the workload. Right. Yeah, he said that they're always bustling around trying to reach deadlines, and uh, they even told me that a couple of times they had sent the uh, magazines to print just a couple of days before the they were supposed to be uh, put on racks and in and in stores and stuff. Is that no? That's not. It's it. normal publication. Yeah, right there. Facebook. Pulling up their website or Facebook right now. Well, that's cool. I think that that uh, will be, you know, something awesome. I mean, it sounds like these are something that, you know, it's almost like a like a coffee table book. Yeah. Like, it sounds like there's a lot of awesome artwork and a lot of really awesome pictures. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just be something that, you know, and, and that's kind of cool that it's 140 pages. Yeah, these new, I forgot to mention that the new ones will be 140 pages. Instead of doing it quarterly now, they're going to do it uh like once year, per two, two year. season, yeah, yeah two year biannual. Yeah, so they're gonna have a fall and winter, and yeah. then a spring summer mm-hmm. issue. So two issues a year, which I bet people are just uh, blowing up their uh, yeah their inboxes trying to get get their work in this. I the first uh, I had heard about them, I just saw them on saw them on Instagram. I was like, wow, well, this is cool. So I, I hit them up and asked how they did submissions and stuff, and they said they just kind of handpick what they see and people they know, but. I'm sure that'll open up in the future, especially with as big as it's gonna get and the amount of content there is in Tulsa. I'm sure. I'm sure, but yeah, you can see right here we're pulling up. They pulled up the Facebook page, and you can see the kind of retro look that they have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it's. I think it's gonna come together quite nicely, especially 140 pages. That's 
that's a thick that's a thick magazine. And uh, how do you where, where can you pick up a copy? Uh, they don't have. They're trying to work out all the logistics of that. So right now, uh, but you can buy it from their website, okay. normalpublication.com. And they'll just mail it to you. Yeah. Well, they actually, they'll drive it out to kind of like the pizza guy. Oh, nice. So <laughs> they'll they'll hand deliver. Yeah. And they uh, they're trying to get all that set up. But previously, there are other issues. They just kind of like. Uh, toss them off at coffee coffee shops and mm -hmm. like the gypsy and stuff like that just so people could pick them up and read them they, so are they free well yeah when they were dropped off people would it's kind of meant to leave on the table so everybody can oh i got but, you, you know yeah. people took copies and stuff because it's a cool magazine it is so if you see one at a coffee shop you gotta leave it there take pictures <laughs> yeah take your smartphone out and take a picture of what you want to see or hit them up and buy a copy in fact, do that. Don't take your phone out. Yeah, exactly. Bye, bye, yeah. bye. Just search normal publication. Or yeah. what, what is, it? is it normal publication? Yeah, normalpublication.com. Or you can Google them on Facebook and and uh, or search them on yeah. Facebook and Instagram, and they have a link in their. I bio just there. I just searched normal Tulsa magazine, and they were the first thing that came up. So but that's really awesome. That's a uh, that Tulsa's getting, or that Tulsa has some people like that that are you know. Hard working enough and uh, what's the word? I'm dedicated. Like, yeah, dedicated. Just, just they have the you know, the they, they see what's big. going on mm -hmm. around you know in Tulsa and you know, kind of organizing it into a cool little. It's almost like a, I don't want to call it a scrapbook, but it's like you know a collection yeah. of. And they write they write articles on the people they that they meet. I wish they had. The website's under construction right now because they're redesigning their their look, but uh, previously they have on their website they had little blurbs and pieces of articles that they wrote and there's some really good stuff in there you get to meet some cool people from <clears throat> from the from the things they've written it's really nice to see that they're taking a like a personal interest in, in people around Tulsa alright I found yeah their website is just www.normalpublication.com and once you click on that there. it'll bring you to the it's under Oh, there you go. Yeah, it'll just bring you to a, a main page with the with the cover photo for next year. But or next you issue. Know, their uh, their next issue, you know, the the double zero, like you're saying, is coming out in the fall. So we're almost there. It's getting close. Almost. End of a end of August. School started. How are classes for you guys going? Pretty good. This is my only class. Oh, really? So. I'm taking it easy this semester. See, my classes are awesome. I got some awesome professors this year. Awesome. What campuses are you generally at? Uh, I'm at Metro. I have two Metro classes Tuesday, Thursday, and they they're just back to back. And then I have a Monday, Wednesday, and I'm also taking it online. Oh, nice. That's a lot. <clears throat> yeah, uh, plus this one too. But I have some awesome professors there. Mhm. Mm they seem really easy to get along with, and they've laid stuff out for us to work through the semester quickly and smoothly, so I'm excited to get it going. Mm -hmm. Awesome. You gonna take advantage of the, the meditation room? Might have to. On, on your breaks? Yeah, oh, yeah, to. totally. <laughs> but, all right, I think that's all we have for uh, Monique. Seems to be pretty little. she got mm -hmm. some more important matters to tend to. But anyways. So we will give you all a rundown of our New Orleans oh, trip. Yeah. For, uh, Here, just try, try and sit down. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not done. What did you write about this this uh, for the fall issue? <coughs> um, well, one of the stories I wrote about that's more conversational, I suppose, is the Tulsa Review. Uh, it talks about Tulsa Review, which is basically a program where students and beyond can turn in 
their creative work, whether that be art or writing, for the purpose of possibly being published in the annual issues. Um, I, um, I published my own personal story last spring. Uh, that's when Josh Parrish, associate professor of English, was leading the organization. But this spring, it's Sloan Davis. So I think you just go to the website, you know, you email, you know, you turn in your creative work, and, you know, they decide what's the most worthy of being published in their issue. Uh, there is like a competition, so there's cash prizes and stuff, and the such that you can earn, depending on where you place. I think the first place is $100, second place is 50, third place 25. Uh, that's both for art and writing individually. Mm -hmm. um, there is like a for for um, art. I think actually poetry specifically. There's a like rain poetry project where. If you win the competition, they'll write out your poem or whatever on the street in like special ink. Where when it starts raining, it reveals. Oh, that's like, cool. That's very interesting. On the street or whatever. I don't know if they're doing that again this spring, but they definitely did it last time. At least that's what Josh Paris said uh, in the interview that I had conducted. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really cool program. What and what was it called again? The, the Tulsa Review. Tulsa Review. Yeah, um, you would go to. Um, I think it's, I forget the exact URL of the, um, the website. Just Google Tulsa Review. I'm sure it'll come up. And you said they, you know, they, they publish a, is it like a magazine or a book? It's, or? it's online. It's online. Um, but they are issues, like it's a, a curated um, PDF file okay. of the writing, whether it be, and th by the way, writing, there's three categories. There's prose, poetry, um, Maybe there's not three, I think there's three categories in general, but there's two writing cat categories and an art category. So okay. it'd be prose, poetry, and art. I'm not entirely sure because I haven't double-checked. But that, all that information is in the article that I wrote, uh, which will be in the fall one issue. That sounds cool. Yeah. What else, is, what, do you have one more? A story? Yeah, what, what uh, I wrote a story about video games that are coming out. Oh, nice. uh, it had already come out this month of August. Anything uh, good? So I can just, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm really excited for Life is Strange Before the Storm, which is a follow-up to like a very story-driven, episodic uh, kind of game that released maybe two years ago. So not a first-person shooter? No, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm into those too, but there's actually, you don't see a lot of those uh, being released this month. There's a lot of narrative-driven and stuff. Um, I guess one example of first-person uh, shooters, or a first-person shooter that's released this month is called Lawbreakers. I know our uh, managing editor, Zach Redwood, purchased it. Um, it's like a $30 multiplayer um, arena shooter. Now, is it, is it a console game or a PC? You can or? play it on PlayStation 4. You can't get it on Xbox. It's PC and okay. PlayStation 4 exclusively, for now. It very well could come to Xbox, but it's kind of a smaller team, so kind of picking and choosing where they want to launch uh, at first. Uh, so that's kind of similar to, like, if you're into Overwatch. Uh, it's very hero-driven, as in, like, depending on what character you get, your play style is going to change pretty drastically. Um, I think one of the one that has, one of the ones that has already launched that's gotten a lot of critical praise is Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, which is a PS4 and PC exclusive, very story-driven, also budget priced. It's thirty dollars, not the usual sixty. Is it, the franchise, the it is comic a, book. It is. I don't. I don't, is it, I don't think it's related to anything like that. Um, okay. It's literally like a small twelve-person team or so. 
and I put together this very polished experience um, that's like six hours long, but it's been getting like nine out of tens and stuff from all the journalists. So cool. if you're into games, there's a good collection here that I wrote about that you can look at. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, like like we said, all all everything or. The stories that we're talking about are, are in the TCC connection fall one issue that should be coming out. Let's see, your so what's today's date? Today's the 23rd, so mm -hmm. we're looking probably the 24th, and the, so they'll be in stands you know, for a couple weeks for until the next issue comes out. So, yeah, if you see them, if you got some time between classes, just pick up a copy, yeah. read about video games in the meditation room, and, and whatever you yeah. want. <laughs> But you got anything uh, you want to mention? Um, well, I'm new to the team, actually, and if you like entertainment, I'm definitely your go-to editor because that's going to be what I'm writing about the majority of the time. When I'm not covering the Southeast Campus, which is what I'm hired to do, <laughs> entertainment is definitely my forte. Uh, so if you're into games, if you're into TV, if you're into film, definitely keep it locked to Trent Gleason. Cool. <laughs> I'll be Any events you want to promote coming up? Events? Um, there is a, I'm working on covering... The Ben Folds concert is oh, yeah. coming to uh, Kane's Ballroom here in Tulsa this month, uh, Tuesday night, I believe, the 29th. August uh, 29th, yeah. Ben Folds. So that's pretty. That's awesome. That's pretty close. So you might miss it if you're listening. Is he to doing this his orchestra thing? I know because I know uh, <laughs> he, he like wrote a like a full on like orchestra. Yeah, piece. that was his latest album. But I'm pretty sure the the focus of this tour is actually um, so half of the concert. His, like, the usual set list, you know, his yeah. best hits or whatever. But half of the other half of the concert, after the intermission, he'll have the audience throw paper airplanes directly at him on stage, and within these paper airplanes will be song requests. Oh, awesome. That's so cool. he'll, you know, pick them up, That's he'll cool. look at them, and he'll play the song requests. That, I, lo I love that. Like, I've, I've been to concerts where, you know, structured mm -hmm. similar, like, they, they play one set full of whatever, you know, what their newest songs or whatever they're trying to promote, and then, you know, they take a short break, and they come back up on stage, like, all right, what do you want to hear? And it's just like a shouting match or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, so. Uh, yeah, hopefully there's not a lot of shouting that would be. But, the, oh, I mean, that, these are smaller concerts, so that, that's clever of Ben Folds to think of like yeah, everyone just who are, you know it's kind of like who can craft the best paper yeah, airplane yeah. you know who, who, for sure you know people should be sitting at home before the concert yeah. practicing I might have to do it at home you know just have a, a few on yeah, hand yeah just like have them shoved in your pocket oh, pre-folded yeah. there you go uh, I know he had actually first implemented that um that style of fan interaction uh, back in like 2011 it was like an encore thing and he, this is his first tour where it's like an actual vital part of the that's the cool concerts. I've never heard of a concert I've never even been to a concert that did anything relative <laughs> yeah. to that neither have I that's it's pretty cool oh alright Trent thank you for uh, no problem stopping in, hopped in here. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're gonna end it here Unless you guys got any, any events you want to promote for? No, at West Campus, it's just all a lot of back-to-school events. There's a scavenger hunt Friday, which you might miss if you're listening to this late, but <clears throat> Friday the 25th, I believe. Is Friday the 25th? 20 is 23. Yeah, so, yeah, 25th. So, 25th. Yeah. Uh, but there's just a lot of cool back-to-school events. I have not seen the event calendar for September yet, but once I get that, we'll keep you guys locked in. Oh, yeah, and always make sure to check check out, uh, well, it's usually by the Student Life desk. Mm -hmm. There's usually a big calendar somewhere oh, yeah. that has usually all the events. Mm -hmm. And if you're, you know, if you're ever bored <coughs> on campus or if you got some time to kill, you know, you don't feel like going home between classes, there's always cool stuff to do. Right. So, you know, make sure to, you know, use these resources. Definitely. So. And another cool event that I'd like to mention, college-wide, September 10th at the JCPenney's 
at Woodland Hills and at Promenade Mall, they're doing a professional dress sort of development thing. 40% off certain brands. Um, actually, yours truly, uh, Jake White will be there with one of the one of a victim I will choose at a later date to sort of give some fashion tips to because I sort of fancy myself to be a menswear a menswear expert self self-titled but yeah this will be a great event to go to if you need some professional clothes like I said big discounts um, there'll be other people there offering you know uh, professional dress advice they'll give interview tips so yeah that's um, Sun I, I don't know the exact date but it's September 10th so I don't know what day of the week that is but yeah definitely go to that if you if you're so inclined. All right, awesome. Mm-hmm. I like clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it here, I guess, then. Right. So take it easy. Right. Bye. Later. Later. All right, that was Jake White joining us at the end there, telling us about the shopping event coming up at J.C. Penney's. I can't wait for the Ben Folds concert that Trent was talking about. The whole writing a song name on a paper airplane and throwing it on stage sounds like an awesome way to request a song. We are all excited about the magazine Dylan wrote about. Be on the lookout for the next issue of Normal Magazine, being released this fall. Next, Monique Moore sits down with Jake White and me, Clinton Switzer, and tells us about her visit to the Young Women's Christian Association, or the YWCA, and the services they offer to help the community. Monique also wrote an article about the daycare program out at the West Campus. Monique always has awesome information about organizations that are out there doing good in the world. I also talk about my articles on the Makerspace Lab in the Tulsa Central Library and its high-tech offerings. Then we discuss tips about the Northeast Campus, such as where to get a bite to eat, and the services the campus offers, such as a fitness center and tutors. Later, Jake White and Monique Moore talk about their recent trip to New Orleans to attend the National Association of Black Journalists, and they talk about all the fun they had. So stay tuned to hear all about it. Roll it. Well, anyways, we're here to talk with Monique about her articles in this uh, fall issue. I heard. (laughs) What are you looking at me like that for? Uh, Yeah, so I got to visit the uh, YWCA. Um, It's the Young Women's um, Association that was built for um, helping people back in the mid-1920s. It actually began right after the Tulsa race riots. Um, They provided an opportunity for um, women of African-American descent to be able to help them get their families back established after um, all the riots took place. Since then, they've done a lot with, um, you know, international people that come from overseas to help them to get their green cards and get established. Um, as well as they also have a fitness center that me and my girls took advantage of. Oh, nice. Me and a couple other TCC students, we went down and uh, went to the East YWCA location where we were able to do a free Zumba class for their Get Fit for Free week. That was really nice, and they'll be offering um, another Zumba class um, during another Get Fit for Free week where you can come all week long. Um, take advantage of the pool, use any of the different, uh, do any of the different classes, which Zumba is included as well as child care as well. So if anyone's looking for a good good place to work out and get and some daycare. Where is this at? It's um, in East Tulsa at the y- YWCA. YWCA, is it downtown or, or you said East wait, Tulsa? East, East Tulsa. Oh. Yeah. All right, that way. <laughs> it's like near like 15th Memorial. Awesome, awesome. You can find all the relevant details in the fall one issue. You go. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just like a, a big 
almost like a community center. Right, right. Um, you do pay a gym membership, and they have different uh, different plans based off of income, so that's mm-hmm. really nice as well. And then they have people that can help if you don't speak English to help you get your documents that you need, you know, get, get an ID, get, you know, apply for a green card. Exactly. That's, that's cool. That's cool. It's good that there's people out in the community helping right. others like that. And so uh, I also hear that you went over to the West Campus and saw their daycare. Yeah, so um, the West Campus has the has um, the Early Childhood Development Center. Um, they offer actually a wide, a wide range of services that I was not familiar with until I went and spoke with the director. Um, and she informed me that um, students as well as staff members do have the opportunity and community members as well. You don't have to be affiliated with TCC. Um, you can come out and take advantage of the um, daycare that they offer there. The price um, is pretty good. Yeah, the prices are actually a little bit cheaper than the average daycare, so... Awesome. And this is only available at the West Campus, though. Correct. It's only, avail- uh, only available at TCC's West Campus, which Do you know if they're hoping space. to uh, spread it to the other campuses as well, is, or...? Well, I think that's just their specialized campus. Just like, you know, Northeast, we have the fire department there. Oh, uh, I got you. So like that, specialized campus. I yeah. got you. I got you. Well... So if you if you're on the west side of town and you need a good daycare, I'm pretty sure that the quality of a service at that the TCC West Campus daycare is probably pretty good. Yeah, it's really nice. I've seen them around the campus. They take them for reading time, and they take them out. They have a playground there. Yeah. So they really do a lot with them. And I bet there's a lot of you know is it, are our students involved or is, it, or is it just yes students are involved so yes. i bet there's a lot of students a lot of adults to children i bet the ratio is pretty good yeah it's more of a um teacher to student ratio than it is at the average daycare like at, right now my kids they're four so i know in their classroom their ratio is like one to 13 so it's one teacher to 13 students yes. and then at this daycare it's it'd probably be around three to four wow. to 13 yeah mm-hmm. So, see, you can, your kids can get more attention. It's cheaper. So, yeah. check it out. Anything else uh, about the daycare that you think the world should know? Anything you found interesting? Well, what is really interesting, I know, like, um, the daycares I take my kids to, most of the time they only are open, uh, available, like, when school's in session. Okay. Um, this daycare actually has a summer program where you can take your kids just, like, go into regular daycare. Um, they have a summer program over the, the whole summer. So. Awesome. That's an option as well if you're working during the summer, just because school stops, work doesn't stop. Yeah, so of yeah. course, you know, yeah, you that makes take sense. your kids to get some, um, some guess, education. Yeah. I never really thought about how most daycares would stop during the school year just right. because there's not enough business, right. I guess, you know, or children to watch, I guess. Yeah. But they're year-round at the West Campus, so I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you, you said you, had, you have two twin daughters yes they're four years old and how often are they in daycare when when during the school year are they uh, five days a week every day or they're monday through friday monday yeah through friday mm-hmm. and so it's just during the school year right now so, so i imagine you know I'm, i don't have kids so i've never had to do anything like this but i imagine it's pretty important to go and check the place out and make sure that you know you trust the people that you're handing your kids off to most definitely when they were infants um it's funny because (laughs) they had it at the daycare they went to when they were infants they had the monitoring system like where it's a camera and you can see it all day long it's an app you can download on your phone oh wow and you can look and see what your kids doing at all times that was the only way i was able to transition them into (laughs) daycare because i was so nervous like what are you gonna do to my babies yeah wow (laughs) and especially you have two of them (laughs) yeah two at the same time (laughs) oh wow that's that's pretty cool they had that app you know makes sense i mean 
it's probably pretty easy to set up. But now, I mean, I know people that have like a security camera in their home where they can just access an app and check their home and like you know. Right. Same exact thing. Just check on your kid. <laughs> yep. I used to do it to my dog. Oh wow. And like you could talk, and it would. There's a speaker. On, oh, that's and so I'd be cool. Like, be like, hey, hey you <laughs> wake him up from his afternoon <coughs> nap. <laughs> Well, anyways, I guess I got to talk about the articles I wrote. Now, these are my first two to ever be published in the TCC Connection. And just a reminder, you can pick up copies at any of the campuses. And um, we're starting to expand distribution to uh, the downtown Tulsa area, to local coffee shops and restaurants. So keep an eye out for it. Um, I wrote about the... Uh, the Makerspace Lab at the Tulsa, Tulsa Central Library downtown, which uh, basically it has some pretty high-tech equipment, 3D printers, uh, laser engraver, uh, tabletop CNC machine, and they're all just open to the public. You just have to go in. They offer once a month there's like an orientation for a piece of equipment. So if you want to use the 3D printers, you have to show up to the 3D printer orientation go through the process and then you'll get a sort of you know, they'll put a certification on your library card so you also have to have a library card to uh then you're free to use the machine uh when they're open and everything's free of charge except for the filament for the 3d printers um they charge by the gram but you are you're, you are allowed to go and bring you can buy some somewhere else and bring it in, and they won't charge you anything. And it's actually way cheaper to bring it in because you can go from twenty for like twenty bucks buy a huge roll and not have to worry about. Pay. I think I want to say it was something like thirty-five cents a gram. I'm not exactly sure, but I know it can add up if you've got a big if you're printing something pretty big. But it was just cool. Um, Makerspaces have been kind of popping up around the country. Most of them are attached to, you know, schools and universities or um, other institute, you know, educational institutions where Tulsa has one that is open to the public. You don't have to, you know, be going to school or anything. You just can go in and use it. Just you got to take the orientations first. Um, but no, it's cool. And, uh, I, I, I went there for a, uh, you know, was, they had a, a tour for some of the TCC students and uh, I went and you know the laser engraver was pretty cool. They made everyone like keychains. They just took a piece of like clear, I think it was like acrylic or something, and uh, just had us all go on to the computer and like type our names in, and it just kind of etched it out. And wow, that's, so, cool. that's really cool. Yeah, it's just you know, the, you know these these are you know pieces of equipment and tools that people just normally wouldn't have at their house. Or mm -hmm. you know, I, I mean, I don't know anyone that owns a three D printer or a laser engraver, mm -hmm. but but. Aside from that, they also have, uh, you know, some, like, like soldering equipment and, and sewing equipment. And then s they also have, like, a, a little, a, a small screen printing setup. So if you, you know, want to make a custom T-shirt, you can go over there and, and uh, you know, you got to, like, cut the your image out in the, I think it's called, I think it's vinyl. You got to, like, cut it out, and then you put it on the screen printer, and you can mm -hmm. screen print it. But, and then uh, another thing they also have there is a recording studio, which was a... Uh, it, it's off to uh, what was that? You mean on that one? Yeah, you can come on. Dylan's gonna help us talk because he actually uh, went through the recording orientation also. So, yeah, boy. So it's a it's a room off to the side, but they got <laughs> everything you need to basically you know record a song. Mm -hmm. Microphones. They got a, a MIDI keyboard and a, a little drum pad and some guitars and a bass. 
but they got a lot of cool stuff in there. I was actually really surprised when I walked up in there. They have they have two mixers for inputs and outputs, and they also have they have guitars that you can use when you go up in there. They have two different microphones. They have a microphone that picks up full room audio and then also recording microphone. Mm-hmm. And, and you actually, also you can also bring your own microphones yeah. if you have some at home too. Bring your own stuff. They actually, I was just shuffling through those drawers that they have in there, and they have uh, pencil microphones for I'm yep. assuming like yeah they have other yeah they have some other microphones. Like uh, apparently, the recordings they said the recording studio has been like like one of their most popular oh, things. Yeah. Like it's been you know you have to you you. Uh, you reserve time in advance, so mm-hmm. they give you like two-hour blocks. Yeah, we so. I've done that twice already. Oh, nice. What, so, so what you do is you go through the orientation, uh, and once you do all that, they put you on on their verification list. You get a little uh, deal on your library cards that says you're verified to use the room, and after that, you just have to email them in advance, telling them that you would like to use the room at a certain time, and they'll either tell you yes or no if it's open or not. Cause yeah. A lot of people do use that. But uh, best way, I just I just ask what times you have available within the next week or two because they're usually booked a week in advance. And, yeah, they'll tell you what times they have available, and you just hit them back. They're pretty quick on their responses, too. I was surprised. The only thing that is a little different when you're reserving time is uh, they're all two-hour blocks, so you can only reserve two at a time. But you can also do walk-ins and stuff uh, just to check and see if somebody didn't show up for their appointment. But also, <clears throat> if... If you want to go on Fridays or Saturdays, at the the booking has to be a week or two in advance. I can't remember the exact. I think it's I think it's ten days in advance. They want the the thing because those are the most busy days of the week. Then they don't do reservations on Sunday either. And also on the weekends they're not monitored, so if you need help with anything, there's not going to be anybody there. So that's kind of like an independent thing if you want to go on the weekends. And they do have. Uh Multiple, yeah, they, we call them DAWs, digi- digital audio workstation. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, I know they had Pro Tools and they had Fruity Loops. They have uh, Cubase, I believe, too, and Appleton. And uh, they also have a Mac and a PC, yeah, so you can use both. either one. Mm-hmm. And, and I, don't, I don't think they have FL on Mac. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know, I know, you know, like GarageBand is only for Mac, yeah. so. I think FL is only PC. Did you get a chance to, you know, look at any of the uh, other equipment there? Yeah, we went in and we just. We're messing around with stuff, just kind of figuring out what we wanted to do. But uh, my cousin just played on a riff on the guitar, and actually, the recording microphone that they have it picks up guitar. Like, yeah. Nice. Like you don't need to set up anything fancy. You just drag it over. It's got a cool little stand that you can rotate all the way around and up and down the disc. And yeah, he just drummed down some stuff, and it sounded great in the playing back through the thing. But like I said, like, you know, all this stuff is you know open to the community, so people yeah. should uh, you know it's, it's a good learning experience too you know just going to the orientation like I went to the 3D printer orientation I haven't been back to 3D print anything but it was just kind of just cool to sit there and like you know learn about it and then uh, I mean the library it's been open for about a year now since the renovation mm-hmm. they went through like three years three years of yeah, replacing and they did an awesome yeah job. it's oh, super nice library oh my god yeah so nice they do, there's also a little fun fact I don't know if you noticed but uh, you know where the makerspace is off on that right hand side yep. if you go to the left there's like the, the children's uh, area no not well I don't know if you might be able to see it from there actually I think that's the entrance 
if yeah, if you go through the children's area and go to the left, there's a door that uh-huh. has a walkway. And you can go down, and there's a freaking courtyard with, yeah, yeah. with the like a outside theater setup. Yeah, yeah, they show movies there. Yeah, like, yeah. Monique, you might be interested in this. Uh, they, I mean, they they have tons of activities for little kids at the library. Oh yeah, that, oh really? Yeah, the they like space was awesome. Yeah, like they like he's saying they have that courtyard and they show you know they project movies mm-hmm. and like, you know the kids you know they you know there's like a you know, big, you know, field of grass. And yeah, there's, like, a big grassy area. It's got some benches and stuff, and you can sit down. Yeah. Or whatever. Cute. And then around it, they have, like, sidewalk. But mm-hmm. also inside, they have a uh, a screening room. When I went in there for the first time, they were playing Nemo or something in the in the screening. Or it's Ratatouille. They're mm-hmm. playing that in the in the screening room. And it's just, like, a... It's, like, just a huge drop-down... Uh, projector screen? Yeah, projector screen. And they just show a movie on there. There's, like, <coughs> maybe, like, 20 seats up in the room. It's... Yeah, but I was surprised cool, they have yeah. like even like a little playground area for kids to like run around and. Yeah, it's really thing. nice. They did a really good job. So, yeah, you should check out their. I uh, maybe someone should cover that in the future. The, the children's area because yeah. they do have a lot of activities lined up for. They even, for did you go upstairs at all? Yeah, I've, I've uh, took a tour of the whole place. They've got uh, like the digital literacy lab upstairs mm-hmm. where they got computers with a. Uh, you know, it's more for people that want to like do art in the computer, like yeah. you know, Photoshop like and videos and, and animation. Um, <coughs> also, some like video game design. I, I wasn't yeah. really didn't really understand, but you know, like programming and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But then they also have two flight simulators. Yes, we were just me and my cousins were up there. We were just walking around, yeah. just checking out the rest of it because we hadn't been to those upper levels. And we walked up the right side, and the first thing you see is this two desk, fl- yeah. and then there's it's off two, to the right. There's yeah. two. Yeah, there's two. They're fun. I. I, I I got to sit down and use it, and uh, it's cool. It's a, uh, you know, it's got all. It's got you know the, the yoke and the all the buttons, mm-hmm. and it's 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 pretty legit. That was cool stuff. <laughs> it's it got did. triple monitor uh-huh, set up, yeah. and it's pretty impressive. I was I was kind of like wow at a library. I know. I know there's a lot. There's a lot of new stuff in there. Like yeah. I didn't even think about that. They have that green screen in the room behind it too. Oh yeah, I didn't she, see that. Yeah, this lady, she uh, I can't remember her name. She so, was nice though. She so if you want to do green screen work. Yeah, oh, she wow. said a lot of people come in and do uh, claymation and things like that uh, on the green screen and oh, stuff like that. Really I didn't cool. get to see any of the work, and they also have a, a vinyl ripper up there, so you can stick your vinyl on there and rip uh, samples. Oh yeah, off yeah, you too. take your yeah old old records. Mm-hmm. And I, I figured they would probably have that in the audio lab, but it, it's upstairs. Yeah, most of the flight simulators. So all this at the library, guys. You yeah. know. Way to go, Tulsa! Leading. I, know, that was a, I think it's an awesome way to put that stuff into the community for free. To add a little bit of pop culture, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the TV kids show Arthur was right. Having fun <laughs> isn't hard when you've got a library card. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mega, if you haven't been to the the library since it's reopened, definitely check it out. Uh, there's even a Starbucks up in in the front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, their their DVD and Blu-ray collection is excellent too. So mm-hmm. you just want to rent them. You know, you don't you don't even need to go to get a book. You can go and just rent a movie. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I guess we need to talk about my other article. Um, I just did like a write about tips and you know general general information about the Northeast East Campus, like. Um, where where you can get a bite to eat mm-hmm. like there's mm-hmm. not very many places to eat directly around the east camp <laughs> northeast campus there is a little like cafe upstairs in the cafeteria that s- serves hot food and then you know there's vending machines but 
The only thing within walking distance, other than that, is uh, there's a gas station. Uh, in Oklahoma's Oklahoma style barbecue. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You go down like a quarter mile south yeah. on Harvard. There's o- Oklahoma style barbecue, which is really good. It's good. And then across the street, I've, I've never been there, but there's another restaurant called the Rubicon Restaurant mm-hmm. that I've heard good things about. Yes. But Toss then, famous Rubicon potatoes. Yeah, that's what I read about. They have like the loaded baked potatoes. Oh yeah, those sound really good. You can get up to three meats barbecue. Oh wow, so good. That sounds amazing. Yes, it's huge. You'll Did never you talk about the, oh, the subway we have inside to Northeast too? Uh, that, that that's not there anymore. It's, really? a, it's, it's a it's a cafe. Oh, they changed to a cafe. Oh okay. yeah. Wow, I thought. I know they're gonna do it. They just change it. Huh. And then I also wrote there's a you know the closest fast food hub is over at Peoria and Pine. So if you just hop on 75 near uh near the campus and get off over at Peoria, there's like a McDonald's and a and a Sonics and a Taco Bell over there. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but another another thing I I talked about was that. Uh, there is a microwave in the student union in the cafeteria that you can, you know, heat up your own food. So if you, you know, if you want to eat healthy or uh, are on a budget, you know, you can plan ahead and pack your own lunch and eat it up there and enjoy a hot meal still. And I also talked about, um, you know, there's a bunch of inland. This goes for all campuses. There's, you know, a seating for you know the students like in between classes you know you can sit down on a, on a couch and have you know with the table and mm-hmm. get to get some work done and so i just basically talked about like study tips you know starting a study group i'm not sure if any any of you have done this in the past uh, but you know just talk to a couple of students they'll be like hey you want to meet you know an hour before this class starts and go over our homework or you know if anyone if anyone needs to catch up on some notes you know you can share notes there but because I, I always try to do that I always try to get the class like 30 minutes early at least and just to kind of go over and just see what mm-hmm. what what we went over last class and you know talk to the other guys and see if uh you know it's like we all have questions every now and then so it's a good thing to do and it's also nice that you know you don't, you don't have to meet in the classroom because I know a lot of these classrooms are booked you know end to end so as one class is coming out another class is going in so that's what the you know the seating area is like especially in the student union but at Northeast I guess there's also uh, a lot of outdoor seating to take advantage of there's a little oh, yeah. creek that runs through yeah mm-hmm. that little courtyard's nice but yeah and it, honestly even if there isn't even if you don't want to be in the classroom to sit down or whatever there's the northeast is a pretty quiet campus it's it's usually got a lot of people but it's it's hard to find a place that's loud and you yeah, can't focus it. the library is always quiet and regardless of how many people are up in there and uh I mean, it's just a really great place to study. It's kind of similar to West in that aspect. Yeah. It's just always, it's a lot of adults going back to get their degrees and stuff, so it's a good way to just kind of be able to focus and not have to deal with people your age. Yeah, and and it's nice, too. It's like, you know, you're at school, you're already in the mindset of of, a... need to get some work done yeah need to learn so that's also nice you know using it as a destination where you know you're going to get some some school work done I definitely did that a lot especially my first semester when I was just starting I didn't know what the heck I was doing or anything so I definitely like I had like a three-hour break in between one and a couple of classes and I would just stay in Northeast and do all my homework and get everything yeah, done that's I smart too and then there's also the facet center and uh oh yeah Definitely. Which is where you can go to get some tutoring on basically any any subject. Anything they got. Yeah. They have math, science. They even have an AS, ASL American Sign Language Center. Oh wow. They have a, they have the writing center and the lady that runs it, Sydney Teal, she's awesome. I had her for 
my academic strategies class and comp two. And she's she's easy to work with. She's awesome. I think she's doing the writing center now, but I'm not completely sure on that one. All right. So if you need any help in any classes, check out the Facet Center. And there, there it's not just Northeast Campus, right? There, there's a Facet. They what, have something I mean, similar at West. Okay. Have, so mm-hmm. there's tutoring centers at every right. campus. They're just, right. The Northeast, it's called the Facet Center. Yeah, they just have a lot more. At West, um, it's called the, the Technology Learning Center, but yeah. colloquially, everybody calls it the Pit. Yeah. The Pit. <laughs> it's just like a big computer lab built kind of mm-hmm. down into the ground. Does anybody know what the Southeast Campus uh, Center's called? Mm. I don't know. Uh-uh. All right, well, we'll figure that one <laughs> out later. <laughs> Coming soon. Mm-hmm. But then the last part of the article, I, just, I touched on, uh, like, things you can do for, you know, recreation to blow off some steam, like, they've got the fitness center, and they got fitness centers at every campus, Mm -hmm. but, um, at the one at Northeast, you know, they got, you know, a full basketball court, and they got basketballs out, so you can just go in and shoot some hoops, you know, in the student union, there's a pool table, and they also got, uh, the sh- sh- yeah, yeah, no, 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 the oh. shuffleboard. Oh, do they? Yeah, and North- yeah it's, it's right next to the pool table. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also last summer, uh, they installed a disc golf course yeah. at Northeast Campus. I, I was just talking to Zach about they have a tournament coming up October 1st, I believe. A disc golf tournament. I'll have to check on That's that awesome. date. But yeah, it's in the beginning of October. It's either the 1st or the yeah. 6th. And this stuff's all free to use. You just, uh, I think to use the disc golf course, you need to go into the student life, mm-hmm. you go, you go to the student life desk and I'm not sure if you have to assign something or whatnot, but yeah, you just, I'm not sure if they have discs there. They probably have discs there, I, I would assume, imagine. Yeah. So you go and you can get some, some discs from them and throw them around or go in the, the fitness center also has a full gym with you know they got free weights and machines mm-hmm. and there's also a little jogging track that yep. goes around upstairs above the basketball court too so if you know you want to get a quick workout in or if you just want to shoot some hoops and uh I'm trying to think what else I think that's basically all I wrote about in that article. I was, I was going to write about, like, the best way to get there from, like, Broken Arrow or Owasso, but it just got a little too confusing with all the roads. I'm like, yeah, you know, if, if, if you're getting there, fine. Just, There's, just, like, yeah. five different ways to get there. Yeah, because so. I know with, because, uh, I mean, the Northeast Campus is just so close to three highways. It's, yeah. like... It's off 75. Right, yeah. right off 75, right off, was it the Gilcrease? Yeah. And like then, expressway. And then, uh, it's, you know, only like two or three miles north of the 244. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, very, very easily to get easy access. You can take Pine Street to... And right now, Harvard from, like, basically from the 244 all the way north to the to, to Pine, the, basically, yeah. is under construction pretty yeah. heavily. It's down to one lane each way. It's not bad if you got an evening class. Yeah. I, just, I just drove it on Monday. It's not bad if you yeah. got an evening, but if you're if you're going there, it's not it's not that bad. But definitely, if you got an afternoon, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Just, so something to watch out for that that construction probably is going to be going on for a few more weeks. But. You guys got any events you want to promote? Anything you want to talk Actually, about? Actually, now that I have Monique here, and I sort oh, of yes. mentioned it at the last yeah, yeah. Uh, broadcast, but Monique and I had a very interesting opportunity. We got to go to the National Association of Black Journalists National Convention in New Orleans. Yes, and it was so much fun. We got an opportunity. Um, they they had a lot of different things set up and it was going on from Monday to Sunday, mm-hmm. is that correct? Uh, we got we got there on Tuesday and so we started taking advantage of everything that happened that happened Wednesday morning. And it started out with a chapter lunching 
um, and there was a few other activities that went on, but we didn't gather back around until the, what was that? We went to that evening. The Hill Harper Luncheon? The Hill, no, the, at the evening. Oh, um. That night. It was a mixer. Yeah, a mixer at yeah. one of the clubs on Bourbon Street. Yeah, it was a really nice mixer that they had there. It was free entrance for mm-hmm. the ABJ members. Um, pretty much almost everything we went to, they had some form of food, um, all culturally inspired, of course. I still can't believe you didn't have a, was it Ben? Beignets. beignets. Very funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so on the beignets, um, we were going to, what was the name of the place? Cafe du Monde. Caf- Cafe du Monde. I was told by one of my coworkers that this was the place to go to when mm-hmm. you are on, in the French quarters uh, in New Orleans. And we went only to find that it is a tourist trap. Huge tourist trap. Run. Don't go. <laughs> Um, overly priced, like you wouldn't believe. And the service, I mean, literally, we asked five or six different waitresses for help and got none. So... We even had that one waitress that practically hollered at us. And she was looking at her phone. She wasn't doing anything. Yeah, she didn't want to help us. So we took our money elsewhere, and we went and ate at uh, Willie's. Willie's Chicken Shack. Now, that was an experience, (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay? Willie's was some good chicken. Is that the... the, because there's a there's a place that's like constantly named like best fried chicken in the in the country and it's in New Orleans and it's it's uh, I don't I don't think it's a Willie's it's no it's not Willie's we heard about it that yeah was the one that, that was um, it's, it's a woman's name I believe oh uh, yeah. I'm looking you know, it up. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anywho, um, but we have Willie's, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. They have awesome um, fish and um, fish and chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And shrimp. Yeah, shrimp. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. It's a good combo. Um, and then they also have the um, a few alcoholic beverages that are really nice. What is the... What's the, the, the adult daiquiri, or the adult slushes. Yeah, yeah, the daiquiri. Daiquiris, yes. Mix, mix and match daiquiris, which that's pretty cool. Um, they don't charge you per flavor. You just get part charge per cup so that was pretty awesome but on the conference itself though um, they had awesome opportunities for journalists to really be able to network with people from all over the country Mm -hmm. Um, black white blue didn't matter Um, we all just came out to get the best experience that we possibly could Mm -hmm. and to um, be able to network and understand our field a little bit better there's people that specialize in every form of media you could Mm -hmm. possibly imagine Mm -hmm. Um, as well they had a um, career fair going on all week long where you could go through and see who I was hiring, what they were hiring for, um, and kind of get pointers on employer uh, from employers directly from the source to find out, you know, what they're looking for. So whenever you're ready to take that big step in your life, um, you kind of already know what, what the media world is expecting, you know. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. that was a really cool opportunity, yeah. And there's like some that. really great guests. Um, Hill Harper. Yeah. Roland Martin. Al Roker. Al Roker was there. Mm-hmm. The guy from um, the. Did, didn't he go to OSU? Al Roker. I don't know. I, think I just did. I saw like they had like Al Roker Day or something. Mm-hmm. I saw something on He's the news. He's from part, some part of Oklahoma. I think okay. it is. I think it was OSU. Some hometown pride for. There you go. <laughs> even, even though even though not from Tulsa yeah. <laughs> or Oklahoma. <laughs> But yeah, um, what was the people? Queen Sugar. That, so the cast oh, yes. from Queen Sugar was there. I Shamar even, Moore. Oh, yes. Yes, he was, he was Shamar there. Shamar Moore was in the building. Mm-hmm. Jeremy. 
<laughs> but no, it was a really great opportunity, mm-hmm. and uh, we met a lot of awesome people, some great contacts. Um, I was dead set on NYU before I went to the conference, and then I found out about a different college that actually specialized in the exact same thing, um, just cheaper costs. So, what college is this? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I have is <laughs> <laughs> the City University of New York. There you go. See, that's why I keep you around. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. So they uh, actually specialize in the journalism program as well. So I um, talked to someone from admission there as well so that, to try and work out something maybe one day. It'd be great. That's didn't, awesome. Didn't you guys also have some volunteering stuff you did? Or did the, did that fall through? Yeah. Yeah, we, we did. did. We volunteered actually for the Hill Harper luncheon. Oh, yeah. Really? What was that like? I got to let Hill Harper in and myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a little VIP, nothing major, <laughs> you know? Um, and to specifically talk about the luncheon, the topic I think was really interesting about um, buying power in the African American community and how the black dollar is a lot more important than people think. Yeah. Yeah. They, they discussed. Um, how the black dollar doesn't doesn't naturally circulate um, in the way that you see in other cultures, um, and just you know ways to get around that and how to enhance it, um, and just primarily you know encourage people to try and spend more black. Not not on a race spectrum, but just I mean it's just sad that you know if you go if you go to the you know with the Mexican culture they buy everything from one another from yeah, like, their cell phones yeah. to like, groceries yeah you'll see like their grocery stores not only they you know I, I used to live in phoenix arizona and i used to go to the mexican grocery store all the time just because they had the most delicious cooked foods mm-hmm. yeah and uh but they also had you know little cell phone booths little like mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what some of the booths were but mm-hmm. it was like you know you'd walk in and there were like little separate stores mm-hmm. in there or or it'd be like in a they had they would take over like a whole little strip mall and, right and, and that you know i I, I always kind of respect that. You know, they, they keep their community a mm-hmm. lot closer than anything that I've experienced in, in my life. And right. it's kind of kind of awesome, you know, that 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 everyone is that community centric, that they're, you know, they're not going to go to, you know, the, the big Verizon or AT&T store. They're going to go get their cell phone from someone within their own community. You know, it's, it's basically, you know, it's 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 taking, uh, you know, buying local a step further right. basically it's not just it's not just buying local and not ordering off the internet it's mm-hmm. no we're going to spend money by in our community right. Right. community, community our spending stuff like that. yeah so that's awesome yeah. yeah so it was a really awesome topic um hill harbor was fine as always mm-hmm. just throw that in there <laughs> but yeah so we really look forward to the next nabj conference um, wonder, where was this one at? is this the one that's in atlanta or is this the next one coming up will be in atlanta, atlanta. that's the regional that's for region regional. three mm-hmm. and they reg, regional i don't believe they have volunteer opportunities but the cool thing that they did have um at the national that we just went to was you could volunteer and once you did a certain amount of volunteer hours you got free access to some of the other events mm-hmm. that most people had to pay for. Yeah, because it does so. cost to register to go to these conferences. Right, it was like 350 for students mm-hmm. and I think 500 for professionals, so it's pretty expensive. Yeah. But it's so many things that are included and it's definitely worth it. It's a great way to make connections. Mm-hmm. And, yes, most and definitely. Also, the, you know, the little, like you were talking about, the little classes mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. the, Workshops, workshops to teach you yeah. more about your profession. Um, there were people there that were trying to go from um, 
from print to online based off of the time, you know, how the times are changing. So they got a lot of advice from different people um, that are already doing it and, you know, are excelling in that. So um, it's a really great place for not only people that are not established yet, but for people that are established that want to kind of branch off and do something a little bit more different that mm -hmm. they're not familiar with. Mm -hmm. So it was just a really great opportunity all and, around. And the NABJ, I was just so... I mean, impressed by how much they care about the students, high oh, school yes. and college. Oh, yes. They really want high school students and college students to succeed. Oh, yes. Their J-Shop program. Was yes, the J-Shop. Awesome. They gave away a scholarship. I mean, there was so many different things going on. It's mm -hmm. hard to keep up. Mm -hmm. It's thousands of people all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you see the little green pass, and you're like, oh, NABJ, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Just walking around New Orleans. Hey, we know you. We saw you. Yeah. No, um... Great opportunity. Mm -hmm. well, that's awesome. I'm glad you guys had such a good time and were able to represent the, the TCC connection. Most definitely. Absolutely. And just a reminder, anyone, you know, uh, the fall the fall one issue will be out soon, and so pick up a copy at any of the campuses and check out all the stories. But Dylan, you got anything else you want to talk about? No, I think, I, think I got about covered in all the other ones. All right, awesome. Well, uh, we're going to wrap it up then. Thanks for listening, and uh, everyone take it easy. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Well, there you have it. Another successful podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the TCC Connection Writers Corner. Make sure to pick up a copy of the print publication at any of the TCC campuses or visit us on the web at theconnectiontcc.com. I'm your host, Clinton Switzer, and in the words of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other, and party on, dudes.